Hey, this is Kim and Jenny. Welcome to the Homeschool Well podcast. Like days of old where women would gather at the well to find community, refreshment, and support, the Homeschool Well is your trusted, God-centered homeschool community for enlightenment, encouragement, and empowerment. Did you know that 60% off means that you save more money than you spend? Our first Black Friday sale is here, and these prices are ridiculous. Santa does not do Christmas by himself. He has a team. Homeschool Mama, you need a team too. We are so excited for our inaugural Christmas shopping season, and we are celebrating with Rock Bottom prices. Take advantage and join our community for full access to every single one of our offerings. Subject area classes for kids, teacher training and wellness classes for moms, weekly interactive virtual community gatherings, individual troubleshooting calls, discounts on yearly portfolio reviews with new content coming every month. And this sounds crazy, but you still get one free month. These prices will never be this low again. Go to thehomeschoolwell.com, click on start my free trial and become your child's best teacher. When you take advantage of any of the Black Friday deals that we are offering and there's a price package that will fit your needs, you lock in that discount and pay that lower price for life. That's right, your future renewal price will stay the same and we will never have prices this low again. It's a double discount. Now is the perfect time to add our resources to your homeschool plans to finish the second half of the school year strong. Plus, you save yourself the headaches and lock in some peace of mind now while you can save a ton of money forever. Don't put it off. Shop on Black Friday anytime through Cyber Monday. We see you smiling as you get that huge discount and look forward to gathering with you. Put us at the top of your shopping list. Go to thehomeschoolwell.com and click on start my free trial and we will see you around the well. Music education does make a homeschool soar. And in today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with my friend, Cindy DeMarco. Cindy was a mentor to me as a homeschool mom. She has so much wisdom about using music instruction and performance opportunities in your homeschool as a treasure of not only learning in a flexible manner, but creating confidence in your children, giving them an informal platform to grow in knowing who they are to get to know themselves better. She has two boys and I have two kids and all of our kids took music lessons and performed musically. We knew it was worthy of our investment of time and energy in seeking out and then getting them to these lessons and financial commitment of being able to budget in order to pay for music lessons. You might not think music lessons are that important. Sandy and I talk about her boys and you will find out the amazing things that they were able to do through music and performance, which now translates to the confidence that they have in their life to do some amazing things. Listen in and be inspired to infuse some music instruction into your homeschool. We also talk about how you can do it at no cost 
to you. Music instruction, regardless of the commitment, small or large, if you're just studying it in your own home or if you're seeking out resources in your community or all around like Cindy did, you just never know where God is going to take it. Music instruction is excellent for our brains, for our spirit for our emotions, we feel it is a must-have in the curriculum. The podcast is being released in the middle of November when a lot of music teachers have recital and performance opportunities for their students. We encourage you to become involved in that, even if it's just going to watch. That could inspire your child. You will hear, in fact, how Cindy's son was inspired in that same way. So sit back and enjoy the show. This is so inspiring on so many levels, and I appreciate you so. You're a veteran homeschool mom now. Colin is going to graduate this year. He's been dual enrolled to diploma and his AA. Yes, actually in December, it's all done. Uh, He starts his bachelor's in January. What? And then you're really retired. From that aspect, yes, but they still live at home. So yes, yes, which so, is a whole nother homeschooling. Yeah. See, mommies, you're always homeschooling. You always yeah. have been. Embrace it. It's a very short, short season. <laughs> Being on the other end, the days are long, yes. the years are short. Just hug it tight because that's right. You'll be like, wow, how did it what happen? Yeah. I just I shake my head. I'm like, how can that these men walk in? I'm like, who are you? You know, my girl has lived at college since the summer, and I'm like, can you call your mom? I'm texting her. Hello. She's so precious. You have to give her a hug for me when you see her. I will. Yours too. And that's another thing that we got to have our families, along with other homeschool families, creating community together at the co-op. And that's how you and I know each other Mm -hmm. is from the homeschool co-op. You and I haven't had a conversation like this since we talked about CJ teaching Anastasia violin Mm -hmm. the beginning of 2020. Here we are again. You were so gracious. I messaged you and said, hey, you want to be on my podcast to tell your (laughs) amazing story? And you're like, heck yeah. Yeah, Because Cindy also used to be in the homeschool support group leadership. Mm -hmm. And she used to pour into us. There were many events where you were leading what you did then inspired us to do that now for the next generation. You're doing an amazing job. I'm so proud of you guys. All of this boils down to the big link here is (laughs) being comfortable standing in front of people or one person and talking Mm -hmm. about Jesus and asking Mm -hmm. people, you know, how is your relationship with Jesus? Or do you even know Jesus? That is, I think the bridge to this whole performance theme, your kid's natural bent might be that they're shy and Mm -hmm. and not outgoing, but some point they have to function in society that involves talking to people, Mm -hmm. right? And there is a threshold of opportunities and God will open doors and bring you to these opportunities. And that even though it's hard, it is an investment Mm -hmm. That ultimately can circle around someday to just talk to one person about Jesus, you know, not necessarily stand up and say a speech in a big auditorium or anything like that. The baseline for that is you have to be a student of your child. You have to know your child. CJ's my, oh, kids all the time. Colin's like pulling teeth. I could always tell when he had a performance, he was nasty because he was so scared. Nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things our children will never know what they can do until they do it. And fear and the enemy lives in fear. 
And he is trying to get our children to be afraid to do things. CJ had a lot of fear when he was young. We talk about it openly all the time. So I'm not giving anything away. I would push him to do things. And I'm like, you have to try it once. You know, fun things, not things he has to do to survive, but ride a ride at a roller coaster, an amusement park or something. You don't ever have to do it again, but I want you to try it. You may like it. If you don't try it, you'll never know. So it was all these little baby steps of pushing them outside their comfort zone. You have to be wise and prayerful and knowing how far to push, not to create anxiety, but to help eliminate. Does that make sense? Well, when you said, yeah, you have to be a student of your child. Oh, yes. When we're homeschooling, we think we're teaching them. Actually, they're teaching us more. I think personally, because you have to watch and every single one is different. I don't care if you have two or you have 20, every single one is completely different. And I think also that we can lean into the Lord for that. Oh, Um, yes. And just listen, not that we have to know everything about our kid, but listen to Mm -hmm. the feelings, right, that the Holy Spirit is impressing upon us when things are happening and pay attention to that and ask Mm -hmm. them too. Yeah, lots of communication. There's a lot of communication and going into the music realm of things. There's things I made them do. I didn't care if they wanted to or not. You're going to do it. But I had to listen. Universally, nobody likes to practice anything. I don't care. We used to go to a camp in Nashville with these brilliant, brilliant musicians and all the mothers would sit around. How does your practice go? How do they look? Nobody likes to practice. It's universal across the board. It's just something you do what you can, get creative. But there's so much taught through that process of completing something, working towards something, little bits at a time to something larger and just hammering out those skills that they need. Perseverance. Yeah, for the long run. Yeah, and the, the principles in music are universal to so many other things in life, you know, as in sports too, little steps to big things, every note builds on itself to the next but there's always has to be a foundation built i would tell them at the beginning you're building your foundation you go look at any house being built no foundation is pretty it's very utilitarian it's just lines but when you reach a point then you get to add all the fun stuff but you can't have the pretty stuff without the foundation so build your foundation strong and then the world's your oyster you can make it whatever you want but without that foundation it's nothing they have had world oyster experiences (laughs) how did music become incorporated into your homeschool because this is an awesome story first of all my husband and I we always joke we play the radio that is the extent of our musical ability we have none so this really is totally a god thing and when the boys came along we just started praying the homeschooling that the lord would show us avenues that we should take and that he would open the doors and he always does faithfully pray. It may not be your timing, but he always opens the doors. CJ from when he was in the womb responded to music. So as a dutiful mom, I knew at five, I was going to give him piano lessons. Then our Sunday school teacher was getting ready to start piano lessons. She'd homeschooled all her kids. I'm like, oh, this will be great. Right before that, we went to Alabama for a family function. And my aunt, my mom's oldest sister was there and she plays the violin. She's an atheist. She can't stand anything to do with the Lord, but she loves our boys. And when she was playing her violin, CJ at five and a half looked at her and he's like, I want to try that. She has two boys and no one in the family of all the kids that ever showed interest in music. So when CJ said he wanted to try that, she lit up like a candle. So she calls me a week later when we got home. She's like, do you mind if I send him a violin? I'm like, okay, (laughs) go ahead. I'm thinking in my mind, well, that's going to look pretty hanging on the wall. I'll use it as a decoration. (laughs) We'll make our house look nice. So she sent him a stand, music, a violin. So excited that somebody in the family had showed an interest in music just over the moon excited. So she sent us all this. Um, 
couple weeks down the road, my in-laws are watching the boys, Charles and I were out, and there was a Celtic music thing at the library. So I had asked, would you mind taking him? He was really interested. Would you mind taking him? They took him. We get home and my mother-in-law's like, um, this lady at this Celtic thing came up to me and handed me her card. She said she watched CJ the whole time, said that boy's got music in him. He needs to be playing some. I'm a violin teacher. Here's my card. Please have his mother call me. Now, mind you, this is two weeks after, what? two weeks after my aunt had sent us all this stuff. So I'm sitting there. No, wait, was he doing something? He, he didn't bring the violin there. No, no. He was just so into the music. She could see it in him. You know, wow. he's responding to the music. He's tapping his toes. He's keeping the like beat. Like really paying attention. Oh, yes. Very. It's five. Focused. Yes. Very focused. So I was like, okay, Lord, are you telling me something here? Because this is very intimidating for me. Again, we play the radio. I'm like, I know that every good mother gives her kids piano lessons. So we will start with that. And I will try this violin thing. I don't know okay. what I'm doing. I know enough that music is eternal. You look in scripture, you look in Psalms, praise and praise and worship sound with the symbols and the tambourines and your voices so i feel anything invested in music is invested in eternity because there will be music in heaven amen to that so i called her and i'm like uh oh, you saw my son do you do less she's like of course and he needs to be here so please bring him so we started it was he was six which actually in the music world is kind of late believe it or not really you know we talked to all these juilliard people and you start them at three and just the technique. Even on the violin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have little tiny ones. Do. It's all muscle memory. You think about things you're doing repetitively, it's all muscle memory. So if you start them very young and not necessarily creating the music, but the muscle memory, just very short bursts of time practicing with form and things like that, you're building because music is a language. You think about languages, the younger you begin, the longer it lasts and it gets ingrained in who you are. Music is no different. It is a language. So six was kind of late in our book, <laughs> but we got them in violin and piano and we're like well we'll try we'll do both and at the end of the year we'll see which one he likes better and we'll drop one and then we'll go on to the next thing so at the end of the year i'm like cj what do you like better piano or violin oh mom they're so different i like them both i'm like okay we'll go another year and we'll see what happens years later violin and piano but they're such totally different instruments and modalities and they complement and blend well but very very different. And for Colin, because we're homeschoolers, we drag all of our children to everything with us. So Colin would go to the lessons with CJ. And when he was three and a half, his teacher had this 10th size cello. String instruments come in different sizes according to your size. A 10th size cello is like a really big violin. It's the cutest thing ever. And she's like, I know you're in the homeschool community and I hate having instruments that aren't being played. Do you know anybody that wants to play this little 10th size? cello Colin's like I do I'm like oh no <laughs> really <laughs> three and a half three and a half yeah I'm like can we just try it for a week please <laughs> we'll we'll decide from there so we brought it home he really liked it so he started his musical journey Colin's more technical he enjoys the technical end of things it was good for that neither boy has decided that they don't want to make music their profession they worked with a lot of professional musicians and it's a hard row out there. I kind of had to give that one to the Lord and die to that because we invested a lot of time and money, but the Lord keeps bringing it back. It's eternal. 
and you never know where I'm going to yeah. take it down the road. And it's opened up so many opportunities. The group they practiced with in the summers opened a door for them to play at Carnegie with them. So they've been to Carnegie Hall. They were able to play at the Grand Ole Opry and CJ has been at the Country Music Hall of Fame and played there. There's been a lot okay. of fun, so- really ex- music open stores that other things won't necessarily open. A real privilege and an honor and very humbling that they've had those in their background. But due to all this and all their performing, they are able to stand up in front of people and not bat an eye. If, if, to do what they do, I would have been sick for weeks as a kid just because I didn't have those yeah. experiences. I want you to outline a little bit more from okay. how they got to, here's the instruments, to the Grand Old Opry. Okay. So when they started playing at, let's just take it from three and six, how many years was it where they started playing together Okay, they did okay. become a duo, we'll but the skill set, Colin's skill set was so much further behind CJ's for several years because he was so much yeah. younger. CJ would have been seven, almost eight when Colin started. Their string teacher asked him to, she do a little concert thing at nursing homes. And she's like, they can do this together. And Colin just played one note the whole time in the background <laughs> and CJ played. So they had the same stuff. teacher. Yes. And they would have lessons back to back. And yes. eventually they started going in together for lessons. She never really did it together with them. She told me what to do, and we did a lot of it at home. They've mostly always had their lessons separate. CJ picked up really quickly, and he was able to lead Colin. He led Colin a lot in their music stuff. So they got to have the most special relationship through that. You know what? It has been a gift. I prayed from day one because they're so far apart. I always wanted them to be close and the music really was a catalyst for that. Now, I I don't want to paint a picture that it was all roses. And (laughs) let me tell you, there were days it was tears and hollering me, them, everybody. It's, it had some really ugly moments too, but sure. It's like everything in life. If you're going to do it, it's going to have hard moments and you have to just keep pushing through and not give up. So from their nursing home of Colin Mm -hmm. playing one note, Uh DJ leading him. Mm-hmm. They would take their lessons separately and then they had to practice a lot at home because I remember the first time I was at an event where they played, they had to have both been there then. And I was like, wow, it's amazing. They're seamless. Like they have been playing together for years. Well, you know what? We live in a very small house. They just learned to work together. We did practice a lot. There was a lot of music in our house. And that Charles- was part of your homeschool day? Like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Together, we had about an hour blocked separate. out. Mm-hmm. Most days, the teachers to say, you only practice on the days you eat. (laughs) We weren't so good. We starved some days. (laughs) You have to look at the continuity over a long haul, but sometimes our schedules didn't warrant it. Yeah. We we did our very best and tried not to be too legalistic with everything and keep moving forward and they picked stuff up and just kept going. So they got to the point where they were really doing serious performances that led to things out of state. And they did perform with the Annie Moses band. And Mm -hmm. I know CJ has done some recording and videos and things Mm -hmm. like that. You know, God just brought all of that, that the Lord just dropping people left and right. Sure. And so how did you manage that with the homeschool demands, daily homeschool? You had to be pretty creative, I would imagine. You do. And on top of all this, my husband worked from home for three years. (laughs) So he's, yes, I was like, okay, dad's conference call is here. So we can't play any music. A lot of flexibility in the scheduling, working with what's coming down each day. Again, moms have to allow for that and be okay with some days 
language arts is actually having an audiobook in the car or something mm-hmm. like that. Exactly. Right? I, homeschooling was all about flexibility. If you if you're very rigid and can't roll, you're gonna have a lot of difficulty in it. You do need to have a schedule. You do need to stick to it, but there's going to be moments where they have to move and change. And my, both of mine are boys, so they had to have a lot of physical outlets too. Or we ended up with sword fights with our bows during yeah. practice. <laughs> At the end of the day, no matter what they know, if they don't know and love Jesus, none of the rest of the stuff matters. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's their decision. So even with that, we have to let that go. You present, and we've told our boys that we've presented mm. with failures. We're not perfect. We've made many, many mistakes, but it's, you have to decide at the end of the day, what are you going to do with Jesus? You can't ride in on our skirt tails. And we're going to love you no matter what, which sometimes is a really hard thing to say when they're going the opposite direction. We love them, but it's hard to see where they go. Yeah. Jenny and I are at this point, right? Our kids are teenagers and we made this foundation for their lives rooted in Jesus. And now they wrestle with their faith on their own terms, like Mm -hmm. you said. So that kind of brings us full circle (laughs) to what we're talking about in that the musical investment Mm-hmm. It's so worthy. Any music instruction, even just listening and studying classics and read about composers, composers read about their lives. Yeah. Please incorporate hymns in your children's lives. Oh. So much theology in those hymns. I got an old hymnal and I would sing through the hymn. I don't have a good voice, but I sang through the hymns to those the boys. I'm like, they're going to know the hymns. <laughs> No matter what, when they're little, keep incorporating music is eternal. I love it. Music is eternal. And Mm -hmm. even if they don't have real instruments, Mm -hmm. good quality toy instruments. Oh, yeah. So amazing. And singing, singing. Your voice is an instrument. Get them involved in the church choir. They don't have to play an instrument. Everybody should have a rudimentary knowledge of how to read music. You know where middle C is? You can only speak to what you know. And if you don't, Mm -hmm. I think... You can't, there's many people you can't communicate with because you don't speak that language. It's so good for their brains. Yeah. And every kid will advance differently and that's okay. It's all about joyful noise, but God did put something there, right? With melody and song that is an eternal language that is such, so worthy of investment in, and it doesn't have to be huge performances, but you just never know what doors He's the Lord open. will open. So mm-hmm. I think that your story of that with the boys is just, it's so powerful, right? Because who knew? Did you really know that? No, we- no, never, <laughs> never crossed my mind going into it. But, you know, I look back and think of the sweetness of God, but he will do that. Just keep knocking on doors, asking her for his direction for each of your children, which way they need to go. And he will open them. He really and will. Now going forward, does CJ still make some money teaching lessons? Oh, yeah. He teaches violin and piano four days a week. <laughs> the second job, he has another job. They install sound equipment in churches and things like that. But that's in a sweet spot because he's got the ear for it. So he's using so many of the skills he learned in that. And Colin, he does the woodworking. He's learned to take big pieces. He's building stuff all the time. And he plays cello at the church still. Music has not gone away. They're doing a wedding in December. So they still play together. This is like mm-hmm. a little side gig for them mm-hmm. that they it could is. do it is. anytime and who knows. And then they yeah. are able to use their gifts and talents at church. As so long as they're serving the Lord with it, that's all I care about. Somewhere, somehow. They're doing good. Yeah. You don't have to drive them around to lessons anymore. Praise Jesus, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
that, I'll tell you, that is the biggest commitment it. of all. It is oh worth it, it but is it's a big it. commitment. <laughs> There's a lot of virtual resources for that now. There are. It is worth your time and effort to pick up any kind of music instruction for your kids. Even if you check something out at the library. They have all kinds of music appreciation resources and things to go through. Just go to the orchestra. Oh, yeah. Please. The library has free concerts. Go to the library. Look yeah, at their resources. At the library. So many free resources around. Winnow out the free ones all you can. And so. that was the first experience, right? Had he not gone to that Celtic band. Yeah, you wouldn't have met that teacher. Mm -hmm. Just so glad we got to have you on and hear your story and oh thank you be encouraged and yeah. people can actually look your sons up they probably have things on youtube still they do yeah just want to say thank you so much oh thank you i'm praying faithfully for your ministry to homeschoolers i think you're doing thank a you. wonderful job and wonderful. Uh, we appreciate you giving back to them have My a pleasure. wonderful thanksgiving it will you too looking forward to thank it thank you cindy thank okay, you okay take care The part of the music instruction that I think is so powerful and the reason why I wanted to do this podcast with her is the performance opportunity. These experiences of standing up in front of people and speaking out something inside of us are powerful. For our kids, we think it's a blessing to be able to focus on it in our homeschools. Now, these performances I'm talking about do not have to be formal. It can be informal. Jenny has some sweet stories about her family having end of the year showcases with her parents only. And her boys got up and told what they learned. And that was a performance. I teach at a co-op and regardless of what class I teach, I try to infuse some kind of performance opportunity for my students, whether it be project-based learning or be the captain of our jump rope team. And that literally took one minute of them leading the chant in the huddle. Regardless of the level of commitment, involvement, and production, there's still gold in these moments of pressure. In fact, that makes me think about how diamonds are formed, right? Pressure and the abilities of our children shine in those experiences. It's not going to be pretty. Sometimes it will be hard, but just being able to get to the other side of that difficulty is a character building experience that will pay off. Thanks again for joining us today. We're here to support you, Mama. You can do this. We want you to be enlightened, encouraged, and empowered. Don't forget to find us at thehomeschoolwell.com, Facebook, and Instagram.